Philpot on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, third hour of the show, I think, begins right now. Yes, it does. Back here at 203. Ben Mill said Roy Philpott here at 105.5 The Roar. More of your phone calls coming up if you want to talk with us. Brought to you by our good friends of the Kiwi Financial Group, online at kiwifg.com. Time is now to get your financial affairs in order. We're talking about saving for college for your kids. We're talking about 401k, the retirement plans. Greg Wells, Randy Strickland, with so many years of combined experience in the investment realm. You do not want to go at this alone. Depend on the experts. And the best part about Kiwi Financial Group, go by and see them right there beside Max Drive-In. 402 Pendleton Road right here in Tigertown. You can go get your financial affairs in order. You can go have a fantastic lunch or dinner over at Max. Uh, they've got your back. Like, they've got our back here at the station. You can find out more information at KiwiFG.com. They're not tied to any kind of big box firm. They're going to give you customized individual attention. It's what they do best. Kiwi Financial Group online at KiwiFG.com. Check them out today. Greg Wales, Randy Strickland, two experts here. You can also give them a buzz at 654-5043, 864-654-5043, KiwiFG.com. They are the Kiwi Financial Group. Third hour of the show starts right now. Ben and I have been having this uh, ongoing conversation today during the breaks about different things happening in sports. He asked me if I watched golf yesterday. And my response was no. And maybe for the first time in a while, this is a TPC down in Jacksonville, right? Uh, yeah, the, the the Players' Championship. Yeah. yeah. I did not watch it. I love the 17th hole. I, I mean, it's it's compelling. 69 balls in the drink. This Was that a record? I think it was a record. It has to be a, a lot. Yeah. I think I'll, there were nine yesterday. I, it just, I you know, I, I was more interested in game one between San Antonio and Golden State. But honestly, in this market, I, I'm probably in the minority. So you watched it. You're a fan of it, I suppose. And um, anything compelling you took away from that before we move on? I mean, I want to give you a second. What, what did you like? I don't know why I like that. T- well, first, you, I, I really like that tournament. Uh, it's it's enjoyable to watch. I like that they have the, the tall stands around. Uh, it gives it a little different environment. Of course, everybody knows the Island Green on 17. But you have a 21-year-old wins it. Um, you had two Clemson players in contention going into Kyle Stanley and Lucas Glover, right? Yeah, uh, I did see that. Kyle finishes tied for fourth. Lucas tied for uh, tied at four under. I don't remember how many were. Uh, I, I think he would have been about tied for eighth. But but still, uh, and and neither one of them played well yesterday. And I think that's probably what I took away from it the most. Everybody stunk yesterday. I mean, you watched about two hours of golf yesterday. And would have they were not good. I mean, these guys spraying the ball all over the place, knocking it in the water, uh, chili dipping out of the fairway. I mean, it's like a lot of shots I could relate to. But it, uh, I don't know. It was it's it was it felt like golf was important this past weekend for the first time maybe since the Masters, and and it was you know it was nice to watch. Well, haven't a lot of people kind of termed this particular tournament, the Players' Championship, is like the fifth major, the unofficial fifth major. I feel like it is. It's got that yeah. vibe to it. I, I mean, I, I'm aware enough about golf to certainly concede that point. But for whatever reason, I didn't watch it yesterday. I, I do become much more interested in golf 
for the U.S. Open later this summer, for the British Open later this summer, and for the PGA Championship, obviously, right before the start of college football. The British Open, it's always links golf. Weather's going to be an issue. Everybody's complaining about conditions, it seems like. U.S. Open, you know, it goes from course to course, just like the British Open across the Great Pond. And, uh, it, there's always some compelling stories there. I, I mean, the major championships I'm more in tune with, much more with the Masters than any of the other majors, but in the middle of the summer, we're kind of searching for something. I'll watch golf. And, and you know, for the U.S. Open, I, I, I will be... I'll probably watch multiple rounds of what happens there. Players' Championship, ah, because of the Island Green, yeah. But for whatever reason this year, I didn't watch it as much. I'm a little disappointed in myself. I'm a little disappointed admitting that to you over the airwaves. That was the case. I thought thought you would have watched it. I did not watch it. My apologies. 654-7627, the phone number, 654-ROAR. I was very pleased, actually, that nobody bet on our Mount Rushmore of Clemson wide receivers. I mean, if you were going to really go a little deeper just to put a wrap on it, the late Terry Smith is a part of that. Rod Gardner, the catch. Perry Tuttle on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They won the national championship, even though they didn't throw it a bunch. So really good wide receiver here. I, I was not, yeah, if you want to go over history, certainly. I was thinking more in terms of in this modern-day wide receiver you era of Clemson of Clemson football, which you know I, I would say kind of started along that 2010. But I mean, if you were trying to start an offense with skill position players, I would take Watkins over any other player at wide receiver this school has ever produced. Mike Williams is hard to argue against him. Nuke, kind of the same deal. I mean, like all three of those players compared with Tuttle. Gardner or the late Terry Smith, I honestly, I'd probably take these three. And I and look, I was a fan in the early 90s when Terry Smith was playing here. I, I was going to school here. I was watching when Rod Gardner made the catch. I was in the stadium that night. I saw his career, Rich Rodriguez's uh, in the offense and how he and Woody Dantzler. So, I mean, I, I, I was there. This It's not new school versus old school. This is me telling you, I think pound for pound, Watkins would be the best of the bunch. And then Williams and Nuke, I think, would be better than Gardner, Tuttle, or the late Terry Smith. I, so, I mean, I if you want to say this decade, that's fine, but I, I would extend that all the way back as far as you want to. I mean, Jerry Butler, Dwight Clark, I mean, whoever. I, I think all these, this de- I think those three, this decade, would be the best that we've ever seen play football at Clemson. I would have liked, I always catch myself thinking about some of the older, the older guys, what they would have looked like in this offense. Like, like a like a Kevin Youngblood, for instance, good player, a a big body guy, who, right? You know, uh, underrated, but he wasn't always on the best offensive teams. Derek Hamilton, your boy, Noodle. Derek Hamilton shouldn't have left early, but yeah, Derek Hamilton certainly. Derek Hamilton did everything. Hey, what happens if Roscoe Crosby? Yeah, doesn't suffer tremendous, incredible personal tragedy stays right. healthy right remember that one class you brought in curry hamilton and crosby i believe was that back in 2000 2001 so off the heels of that incredible run they made uh when bowden had a team at eight no ranked in the top three before mm-hmm. getting blasted against florida state after a devastating home loss to george godsey and georgia tech still not sure how watkins made that grab in the end zone that night happened right in front of me pass was sailing out of bounds and he just brings it in with one ball 
Well, I'm not sure he did catch it in bounds, but it, it counted. It did count. I don't know, and I would agree with Nick and Greenville on this, coming in on the text line, 986-1566. I'm not sure any of those players would see the field versus the talent that we just talked about in this decade. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and that's sort of where I am with that, what those guys would have looked like. See the field? Yeah, I think they see the field, but... You're not starting. Maybe not. I mean... I don't know. Rod Gardner in this offense would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he you know he had speed. He had a knack for making the big play. Him and Woody had an incredible connection down the field. What about like a Tony Horn? Touchdown Tony Horn. Antoine Wyatt, whose career probably didn't end here at Clemson the way that he wanted to. But Tony Horn almost single-handedly kept Clemson in the game against Florida State in 95 here when you've been blown out against the Knowles the last couple of meetings. Right. And it was like, you know, 36-28. And I think he scored three touchdowns, maybe one on a punt return, another on just a, you know, tiptoeing down the sidelines. And everybody knew the ball was going to him. <laughs> yeah. Chancey Stuckey was a good wide receiver that played here in the mid part of the last decade. Yeah. Drafted by the Jets, came here as a quarterback and did a really nice job. He's played, a good player. Played, played for several years in the NFL. Yes, he did. Was a high school quarterback down at Warner Robins, came here, played a couple snaps at quarterback. Uh, for a season or two, then made the transition a wide receiver, ended up being a dynamic player. Gardner would be the one, in my estimation, if you put him on any of the Taj Boyd or Deshaun Watson teams in this decade, Gardner probably produces better numbers than what he did in that indie offense with Woody Dantzler. And they were sensational. They were absolutely sensational. It was like a year or two, they were great. I mean, Tuttle, probably. Uh, Terry Smith put up big numbers when I, – I'm not even sure of the offense they were running when he was here. And I, I believe he left as, as Clemson's all-time leading wide receiver. I mean, they, they were running like Ken Hatfield's flex bone, and then they transitioned to Tommy West. I, I don't know what that offense was called. It was like a mix of a bunch of different things. I don't know. We can ask maybe Pat Sapp the next time we run into him what that, uh, what that was all about. They had a little bit of a connection for a time, too. You put him in this decade and probably some big things are going to happen. Or Jerry Butler is acrobatic and as dynamic as he was. You know, maybe the uh, the same thing. So I, I gave you my three. Who would be yours? Oh. Aaron Kelly would be another one. Yeah, great possession receiver. Left as the school's all-time leading wideout. The unfortunate thing about Aaron Kelly is so many people remember the miss, the drop against Boston College. You know, and that's that's not fair to him because you, you bring that up. You forget all the great catches that he had because of that one. Jacoby Ford. Oh my goodness. Jacoby how you, Ford. How do you forget Jacoby Ford? The speedster. He wasn't the tallest receiver on the planet, but that guy had burners. Derek Hamilton for the, for that time of football was extremely fast. Returned punts, returned kickoffs. I mean he did he ran Jet sweeps. He could go deep. Derek Hamilton is sort of that lost wide receiver. Again, I if he'd have played his senior year, I think uh, he's more memorable than he is. Uh, Sammy Watkins certainly on the list, but still, I'm I, I've always been a, a Nuke guy. I just I like so Nuke that that's local hero. I I think he improved. Like I said earlier, I think he improved. Every year he played football, I don't ever remember him regressing. 
uh, just quietly went about his business. He developed a toughness about him that you know he's not a step out of bounds guy. You you better come hit me and make sure I'm out. I respected that about him. I'm with you. And then as a texture pointed out earlier, his speed was very deceptive. He didn't look like the fastest guy in the world, yet you you rarely saw him get caught, get caught from behind. Unless I forget, he even played basketball a, a a season as well. So, you know, it's 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 all subjective, but he's he's up for consideration for me. I mean, right. he he is, and and not to mention what he meant to the program in a very quiet way. My mind explodes every time you bring up Aaron Kelly's name. And six five four seven six two seven. If you want to talk about it, in the Northland Communication phone lines. You got to be very careful because that player deserves an incredible amount of respect for the job that he did during his tenure here. I mean, he was kind of an afterthought in the recruiting process. I I, I want to say maybe his recruitment was maybe tied to Mike McIntosh's, where McIntosh pulled the okie doke at the eleventh hour. There's another spot opens up. I think they ended up bringing in somebody else, but. Kelly became Clemson's all-time leading receiver by the time his career was done. He was 6'6", probably weighed 175 pounds soaking wet. And you could throw the jump ball up there. He didn't have elite speed, but he was going to go grab it. He made that one play against Florida State. I think it was in 05, where it was in the corner of the end zone, and Whitehurst floated a pass perfectly, and the referees all said no. He was out of bounds. Replay uh, suggested otherwise, and the whole stadium had their – or arms up in the air, signaling touchdown when Kelly made the grab. You mentioned the one play, and it's unfortunate because I think a lot of Clemson fans remember him for that one play that he did not make. And it's a 2007 de facto ACC Atlantic Division championship game, Boston College in town. It's a night game. It's freezing cold. It's like number 12 versus number 13. Matty Ice is on the field for the Eagles. Matthew Ice is out there. Matt Ryan, right? Right. Future number three overall pick in the draft of the Dirty Birds and nearly won a Super Bowl this past year as the MVP of the league. Enormous offensive line for Boston College. It came in here. Was the the Kiwanuka guy playing for for Boston College in two? It was maybe a B.J. Raji sighting. I think Raji was on that team. Big old guys, man. He may have already graduated, but he was a part of, of BC's roster in the mid uh, middle part of the, the last decade. Clemson goes ahead against BC. Ryan gets the football back with a couple of minutes left. Spots a wide open receiver across the field, some 60 yards away, floats a pass perfectly uh, to the guy who, who just waltzes into the end zone untouched. Clemson has one more chance to try to win the game. If Clemson wins that game, Clemson wins the Atlantic Division for the first time in school history and plays in the ACC championship game that year, 2007, right? That was a really good Clemson team. It's a good team. This was the precursor to 2008, beginning with all those high expectations. Colin Harper's in there at quarterback. They've got the ball, what would you say, Ben, around midfield? Maybe around the 45-yard line? Something like that. Yeah. you got a little bit of time to play with. How would our perspective change about Colin Harper if the following play is completed? Harper drops back to pass, man-to-man coverage on Kelly. At 6'6", Harper lofts a ball perfectly down the, uh, I guess that's the far sideline from the camera angle, near sideline from where I was situated. Towards the band there, right? Right, towards the band, the hillside of Death Valley, floats a pass, I mean, perfectly. Kelly's in stride, 
Uh, defenders draped on him a little bit. Ball comes in, and I mean, he's got two mitts on it and can't corral it, and it goes right through the wickets as he's crossing the goal line. If he makes that reception, Clemson football, as we know it today, I think is is drastically different, and maybe not in a good way, and I say that because of the following. If Kelly makes that grab, Clemson beats Boston College that night and wins the Atlantic Division, advancing to the ACC championship game. I want to say that year you would have been matched up again with Virginia Tech in the ACC title game. You probably don't win it because Tyrod Taylor was doing his thing up in Blacksburg then, and that was still a really talented Hokies team. But by winning the division, Tommy Bowden gets the enhanced job security that he did not get entering that 2008 season otherwise. 08 begins, you still have, you probably have higher expectations. You still don't achieve those expectations because you you didn't have the talent in the trenches, especially on the offensive line that you needed to compete with the big boys in college football. But Bowden probably isn't forced out in the middle part of the year, right? You would concede that if Clemson won the Atlantic Division the previous season, Bowden's probably not forced out halfway through the next year, right? Right, right, right. So after that dreadful start, he still remains and stays on as the head coach for at least probably another year or two. Over that same time period, we don't know what's going to happen with Dabo. I think we all understand now that Terry Don Phillips and the administration still had a great affinity for him earlier on than what most of us realize. But you wonder, would Dabo have been courted by other schools? Could Bama have gotten him back potentially? And they, they, had, they had had conversations in the past. My point is, if Kelly makes that grab, I'm not 100% convinced that Dabo becomes the head coach when you eventually make a coaching change, let's say in 2010 or 2011. He could be somewhere else. If Kelly makes that reception, if he makes that grab crossing the goal line, you don't hire Chad Morris because you probably never hired Dabo Sweeney. If he just makes that catch. You don't win a national championship this past year. Perhaps. The thing about how many people remember that Kelly went on the he catches a fourteen year old fourteen year old fourteen yard pass on fourth and twelve or maybe a twelve yard pass on fourth and ten after that which set up a fifty four yard what would have been a game tying uh, I didn't field goal that. yeah he catches a he catches a I think it was fourth and twelve and he catches it fourteen yards to uh, set up a 54-yard field goal that would have tied it. He had a couple of, like, uh, like major clutch catches in that game, but we all remember one play. And he had a couple of uh, clutch catches against South Carolina throughout his career, too. I'm just saying, it'll blow your mind if you think about it. One call in this segment, Paul and Henry joins us. Paul, good afternoon. Yeah, you just stole my thunder. Thank God he dropped that pass. Wow. <laughs> but, any, but anyway... You just think about it. I think of Aaron Kelly, though, when I think of him, I think most clubs is kicks, too. I think most people think of that, not that drop pass against D.C. I really do, but thank God he dropped it. (laughs) Y'all have a good day. Paul, thank you. I think he understands where I'm coming from on that. We'll talk more about it coming up. Third hour continues. You want to talk with us, give us a buzz on the Northland Communication. Phone line 654. Roar back with more after this. 
Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discounts apply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! You've dreamed of designing your one-of-a-kind pool. Now you can at Aqua Pool Karen Anderson. Right before your eyes, beautiful cascading waterfalls, elegant spillover spas, and unique water fountains come to life with their 3D virtual computer system. And when it's complete, let Aqua Pool Care maintain your pool so you can enjoy your masterpiece. Unlimited pool possibilities with Aqua Pool Care. Call them at 508-1885 or online at aquapoolcarellc.com and make your dreams come true. Mickey here. Let me tell you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Traditional carpet cleaners leave your carpet either soaking wet or it gets dirtier faster. Zero Res uses empowered water, so your carpets won't get stiff and crunchy, and with no residue, they'll stay cleaner longer. No toxic chemicals or detergents. Mention Mickey to get three rooms for $129 and a fourth room free. Online at ZeroResGreenville.com or call 558-7300. Spell it backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. A small business owner asked me recently, why should I use you? My answer kind of surprised him. I'm not sure you should because I don't know what you need yet. Turns out this business owner felt helpless and alone in trying to deal with insurance and employee benefits. Our clients know we are in their corner fighting and everything we do is designed to make your life easier. In fact, One client said about one of my people, I wish there was a way to nominate you for being the best employee I have ever dealt with in any industry. Are you feeling lost and alone when it comes to insurance and employee benefits? You don't need to be. Call us 467-8738 and let us know how we can help you. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. Why shop Reed's Jewelers? Better yet, why not? Reed's Jewelers invites you to make them your jeweler, and you'll soon discover why so many like you now shop Reed's. From their award-winning staff to their impressive selection of jewelry to their customer-friendly financing, Reed's Jewelers Haywood Mall invites you to join the thousands of customers who have started a relationship with them. We'd love to see you. Reed's Jewelers Haywood Mall next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. Baseball coach Monty Lee straight talks video surveillance. I used to think that video surveillance was an expensive option limited to commercial systems. Not anymore. With Blue Ridge Security Solutions, you can install cameras in and outside your home at a reasonable price. View live or review later if you suspect there has been a problem. Always on the offensive, Blue Ridge Security Solutions should be your first choice for any security need. They don't call it serious security for nothing. BlueRidgeSecuritySolutions.com. Serious security. Human Technologies Incorporated can save your company time and money. How? They'll create a custom solution for your company's need. Organizational? Yes. Manufacturing? Absolutely. Employment? You bet. They can help you find new team members or launch and manage a startup. They'll help train and build your team. Human Technologies Incorporated is ready to hit the ground running for you. Let HTI bring the solutions to your problems. Visit any of our upstate offices in Seneca, Malden, Anderson, and Spartanburg or log on to htijobs.com. Roy Philpott on WCCP. Look at you. 
Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Now, kind of cleaning out the uh, college football notebook here for a second. We'll get back to this Aaron Kelly business. Your mind can literally explode if you think about how history could have changed if just one reception is made back in 2007. I, I think it changes drastically. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. Uh, it's being reported that Maria Taylor will replace Sam Ponder on ESPN's College Game Day coming up this fall. I find that to be interesting. Ponder, of course, going to NFL Countdown. Uh, TheBigLead.com reporting that Taylor will replace Ponder and Laura Rutledge will replace Taylor on SEC Nation this fall for those that care about such things. Maria Taylor, very talented. Lovely personality. I think she'll do quite well. Lovely personality and lovely person. Yes. But I'm not a fan of replacing Sam Ponder in no. anything. <laughs> Nobody is. Also, your boy Gerard Evans, the Virginia Tech quarterback that was a little mouthy in the ACC championship game against uh, your Clemson Tigers. The, is he signed in the Canadian League yet? Uh, was waived by the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Yeah. Left Virginia Tech unexpectedly a year early and now is without a team, the NFL, 6'4", 235 pounds, who got a lot better as last season went on. And honestly, if he was the quarterback in Hokie land this year, I think most people would pencil in Tech as the favorite in the Coastal Division because all the other quarterbacks basically left. Right. And the fact that he's not there, plus no more Isaiah Ford, plus no more Bucky Hodges, Virginia Tech's got major questions. Uh, Evans has been waived and apparently also suffered a foot injury after throwing for 3,500 yards last year, 29 touchdowns and just eight picks. Native of Dallas, didn't play in a single game, not a single down prior to last year as a junior college transfer. What was he thinking leaving Virginia Tech after just one season? Man, that guy could have been who knows what next year in college football. He, he really could have, and that was – Everybody to a man knew that was a mistake when he declared. I mean, yes. I mean, we were kind of poking at him like Logan Thomas fun. Out of everybody who declared early, he's the one that really sticks out to me, not only because you knew there was no chance he was going to catch on with the team, but because Virginia Tech just needs him so desperately. They they And they are not prepared for him to leave early. Uh, and you're right. I mean, the Coastal would be wide open. The Coastal would be there for the taking if had he returned. Um, so, yeah, that's that one That one was a head-scratcher. You sure. and I are on board with Miami being the favorite in the Coastal Division this I'm year. I'm not right? ever saying that. No, I need you to be on board with that. I, I need you to be on board. United we stand with, uh, with the I U. Can't, I can't say that. Let's go, Mark Richt. When we broke down the schedules, I think that was what decided, you know. I had Miami at 10-2. and two. This has this comment has nothing to do with Mark Rick, but to me, they are the Georgia of the. Of <laughs> How can the you say it's nothing to do with Mark Rick? He came from Georgia. I know, I know, but they're both. Their schedule is is not very difficult this coming year, and and you just they have the talent, but no, I can't I can't say that with a clear conscience that Miami's going to win the Coastal? Real quick, then, who's the favorite in that division? I don't know. You can't go Georgia Tech on me right now. You cannot. Well, you know that I'm not doing that. All right. Although, this, you know, they are going to have 
the, the best XYZ quarterback since Paul Johnson's been there. The same thing we say every year. But anyway. They won nine games last year. It was a good little team. No, they were. They were. Really good little team. It's wide open. I know it's not going to be North Carolina. I know it's not going to be Duke. It's not going to be Virginia. Outside of that, yeah, whoever. <laughs> Miami's time. It's the used time. Sooner or later, they fall into one, right? I think so. I mean, you, you have to. Rick is going to do something there that turns heads more than what happened last year when they won their first five, lost four, then won their, their next four. I mean, that's how Miami season went. It's just crazy. And they blasted West Virginia in the Russell Athletic Bowl. So, I mean, they've got some momentum. They haven't lost basically since the middle part of last October. They destroyed WVU in a bowl game. I mean, to me, that means something. I, I, want, to, I want to be careful walking down this Aaron Kelly road because I want to be respectful to his career. He was a really good player. I think we bring it up because we haven't been respectful to his career. What do you mean? I... Th- we got onto this conversation talking about maybe, I mean, we kind of stumbled into underrated wide receivers, underappreciated maybe. And Aaron Kelly, we judge Aaron Kelly for one catch. Unfairly, in my opinion. And I'm guilty of what, that. What, what was Paul talking about the catch, too, as we went out to break? I, I think was he, he was confused. Uh, the catch, too, was Rod Gardner. 2000. In 2000. 2007, though, in williams Bryce. Aaron Kelly catches a fourth and twelve pass that sets up the Buckholes touchdown or inter, uh, field goal he, rather. He wishes touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Buckholz touchdown. What? Uh, but sets up the Buckholz uh, field goal that won that one at the at the buzzer. There, there were two games in Columbia in the middle part of the last decade: 05 and 07. One was thirteen to nine. There was only one touchdown scored in the game. And it was by James Davis. So I guess that would have, I think that would have been 05. And there was another game where it was first and 35. Maybe that was 05. And they find a way to pull out a win. And Buck Holtz kicked the game with a field goal. Both of those games were kind of interchangeable in different ways. Where for a large period of time, it felt like South Carolina was going to win. And then they didn't. And then when Clemson beat Carolina in 2008 in Dabo's interim year, it just felt like that Clemson was going to own the rivalry forever. And then South Carolina, out of nowhere, won five in a row, right? We remember that. But Kelly was instrumental in that 07 game. It was like fourth down. You had to have it to keep the drive alive, and Kelly was there. It was a little slant pattern, and, you know, he got ambushed after he made the grab, but he made the, made the catch, and the drive continued. And when he left, he left as the all-time leading receiver in Clemson history. So, I mean, the guy got the job done, just not in the ways that we've seen Clemson receivers do it this decade. Uh, six five four Roar Pat Neasley's up with his next Pat. Good afternoon. Hey, well, how you doing, man? Very well, buddy. Uh, well, I mean, I think when we talk to Aaron Kelly, yeah, we have to be careful with, with Aaron Kelly because you know the teams he played on wasn't as good as these teams we've had the past decade in this style of offense. I, I think while all the receivers y'all was bringing up in the past, I mean, if all those guys had a chance to play in this this style of offense, all of them would be even better, because I thought all of them from the past were really pretty good receivers, but with Aaron, I think, yeah, we could, you know, like Ben, y'all brought up, y'all always kind of remember that one drop against Boston College, but I also remember, like y'all talk about, a lot of the big catches he made, and the one catch I think about uh, was Dabo's intern year at Virginia, 
that was the key. To me, it was the key game for Dabo, I think, was the Virginia game after you had lost to Tech. And you go to Virginia, who a team that had been beating Clemson, and you go up there, who's kind of like Boston College, physical and, and those type of things, and, and they get – Aaron Kelly makes the game-winning touchdown with a great catch over in the end zone. I think he was kind of going out of bounds on that play and made it. And I think – I don't know if it was a fourth-down catch or not. It was somewhere in there. And he makes that catch, and they end up winning the game. And that was, I think, to me, it was all she wrote, including winning that soccer line game at the end of the season. But I think that's what kind of really submitted it for help Dabo submit it. So, yeah, the drop kind of would have changed things drastically, I think. I, I, I'm with you with that. But I also think about the catch he made at Virginia for that touchdown late in that game when they needed it because they was behind. And he makes that big catch over in the end zone. And I think he was going out of bounds in that situation, too, and made the catch. And they end up winning that game. Well, there were some big wins there when Dabo took over on an interim basis. At Virginia, at Boston College, where C.J. Spiller kind of saved him a couple of times late. And then, of course, you mentioned the game against South Carolina. I, I, I don't know that they could sign him as the full-time coach had he not beaten the Gamecocks. I know they wanted to. I, I don't know if there would have been enough public support for him to be able to warrant that. But, no, the, the the road win at Virginia, that may be the last time that Clemson's actually played up there. They just rarely play in Charlottesville these days. But, uh, you know, it was a big win, too. It was chilly. I was there. I remember being field level, and Scott Stadium was was barely what it used to be at that point, uh, given right. what had happened with that program. But still, it was a big win that, that, you know, not a lot of people were predicting at that point, given how Clemson's season had kind of fallen off the map uh, compared to what we were thinking to start yeah. that year. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, but like you say, when you do think about him, he deserves a lot of respect. But he, like you say, though, if he, he makes that catch against Boston College, who knows what would happen, you know. So yeah. it, it's crazy. I, I get you. It, it, it's bothering him out. If he makes that catch, what would happen and everything. So, But uh, but he deserves respect, like you said, uh, for what he accomplished at Clemson. Because I think when you were talking about his recruitment, I think he was the guy that – what it came down to was him and uh, Sidney Rice. And I that's think right. Off of him yes. And Sidney Rice. Yes. I think that's what it came down to. You know, that I was trying to – I knew there was another receiver involved. And in my mind, for a second, I, I was thinking, could it have been Mike McIntosh where they went after Kelly when McIntosh committed to Florida? But, no, it wasn't that. It was Sidney Rice. Pat, I appreciate you remembering that for me, and we appreciate the call. And, uh, you know, Sidney Rice obviously went on to have a fantastic career down in Columbia. Clemson kind of wanted Aaron Kelly. He had a great career here. And, uh, you know, Rice went on to play in the NFL, obviously, for a long period of time. So that was part of it. I do remember that now. It's been a while. Aaron Kelly or Sidney Rice. It could have gone wrong with that one, even though Rice had the higher upside for the NFL. JP's up with us next, wants to talk about this. Hey, JP. Hey. Um, I was just going to bring up uh... – the South Carolina game, that's what I'll always remember Aaron Kelly for. Um, I think you guys said it was 2007. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think he had two fourth down catches in a row mm-hmm. uh, to keep that drive alive for Buck Holtz to kick the game winning field goal. Um, but the reason that I'll always remember him for that is uh, that was the last game that my father and I watched together. Oh, wow. Um, he was uh, he had been diagnosed with Luke Gehrig's disease and passed away the following March. Mm. So, that that catch and that game mean a lot to me. And well, uh, that's uh, that's what I'll always remember Aaron Kelly for. Uh, JP, we appreciate you sharing that memory with us. And uh, he went out a winner with that play. Uh, what a magnificent that's- sequence 
it was for AK and for the Tigers that night down in Columbia. All right. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And we appreciate you sharing that story with us. Boy, that's emotional. That's emotional. But the way those games ended in the middle part of the last decade against Carolina, that that uh, you kind of had it you know, 13-9, then you had it, I think it was 27-25, whatever the final score was in uh, 07. It was very good stuff. Step aside, final break coming up. Georgia Jeff joins us next. If you want to talk with us, 654-ROAR. The Northland Communication phone line, 654-7627. Back to wrap it up after this. A need to travel? Edwards Auto Sales in Walhalla has the area's best prices on new Ford trucks, cars, and SUVs. In business for over 50 years, shop Edwards Auto Sales for all your automotive needs. When you've been in business almost 100 years, you've been doing something right. Since 1917, the key to Harbin Lumber's success has rested on its hardworking employees, people just like you, providing top lumber, building supplies, and contract services. You can be confident in customer service and support you can trust for your project, whether construction or large remodeling jobs. Call 353-5053. Find us on Facebook or online at harbinlumber.com. Life insurance. You know you need it, but do you have enough? 85% of U.S. consumers agree they need it, but only 44% of United States households have individual life insurance, an all-time low. When asked why they didn't have life insurance, many said, nobody asked me about it. Well, make no mistake, I'm asking you today. Maybe it's because the process can be difficult. Maybe it's because the process can be frustrating. But as an independent insurance broker, we have all the best plans and rates. Life insurance is not for the people who die. It's for the people who live. Life insurance helps us protect what matters most, our family. Call us today to get a free quote, 467-8738. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make life insurance easier. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays, because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void or prohibited. Do you love your mattress? Well, when you shop early at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale, you will. Thanks to our Love Your Mattress 120-night money-back guarantee. Shop early and save up to $1,000 store-wide on the latest sleep technology from Beautyrest, Serta, and others. Plus, save up to $400 on select adjustable bases and get up to two free pillows only during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day Sale. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash circulars. Product offers and prices may vary in Hawaii and Alaska. Looking good, Mr. King of the Hill. Mr. DXL Shopperman. Mr. Sharp Dressing. Confidence oozing. Style swaggering fashion stud. Looking good. All the brands you love, waist size 38 and up. DXL, you're looking good. Find the biggest selection of polos and tees from Psycho Bunny, Lucky Brand, Tommy Bahama, and more. Reinvent your home. 
Open your eyes to new possibilities and your mind to smarter ways of doing things. You'll find them at the Home Depot, where the next generation of home improvement makes its home. New products, new tools, and new technology that take home improvement into the 21st century. About the only thing we haven't reinvented is helping you do more for less. That's the same as it's always been. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. WCCP. The fourth quarter's coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska's out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Final segment of the show. Walt up to the Road Rage coming up next. 654 Roar, the magic number. If you want to talk with us, Georgia Jeff will be up with us first at 654 Roar. Also, I have a super lock of the century ready to give you for tonight's game between Boston and Washington. Ignore upper management. Listen to yours truly. More on that coming up in this segment. We remind you, our third hour brought to you by our good friends at Complete Nutrition. Three upstate locations to serve you today. East Blackstock Road in Spartanburg, Woodruff Road in Greenville, North Main Street in downtown Anderson. I've got three words for you. Three words. Protein coffee. Oh. Tell me more. What did I tell you when you got here today? I have never been so stunned in my entire life. I have never been so shocked. Ben Milstead said the best thing he's ever gotten at Complete Nutrition, surpassing Prime Drive, Man Core, Shred Stack, Uptake, all the goodies. He said the best thing he's ever gotten from Complete Nutrition. Online at CompleteNutrition.com. Protein coffee. I don't even know what that means, but I'm excited about it. I love the Prime Drive. It tastes like Kool-Aid, and it gives you energy and focus and all those things. And I'll never shy away from that, but I have a new love in my life, and it's called the Protein Coffee. Mm. I tried it for the first time mm. on Friday. or Yes, Friday morning. I, I love the picture you're painting right now. I just love it. If you like, okay, there's a, there's a certain franchised, high-priced coffee joint that has iced cappuccinos or iced... Mocha uh, Frappuccino at yes. Starbucks? Like I said, a, a high-priced place. That, <laughs> that, that, but they're very good. You can buy, you know, you buy them pre-made, and they, they taste very good. This absolutely is better than that. It tastes very similar. A, 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 uh, a serving of this is like two shots of espresso, and then, and, and I'm sorry, I forget how much protein, but it's the whey protein. It's the, the very digestible protein. It's for those that are... Very calorie conscious. Mm. I, like I, me. I'm not kidding you. I. It is the best tasting. Forget health drink. It's one of the best tasting coffee drinks I have ever had. Ever had. When you walk in the store, it's in a black bag right there front and center. I need you to go get that. It's almost one of those situations is if I'm wrong, I might even just give you your money back. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm not going to, what but I guarantee is that from upper management. You heard it right there, folks. I'm not going to do it, but I thought about it. It's that good. Complete Nutrition online at CompleteNutrition.com. Spartanburg, Greenville, Anderson. Go by and see them. Let's lose some weight. Let's feel better. The protein coffee. 
That just sounds tremendous. I'm going to try that out for myself. I'm, I'm bringing you some tomorrow. I will report I'm very, back. I'm very stingy with my complete. Yes, you are. Products. Good grief. Where's the hookup? But I want you to share in my joy. I want you to tell me. You know what you're trying to hook me up with? Thing. Like all these fatty foods. You're trying to fat me up. I'm trying to shed about three and a half pounds here. You're trying to add three and a half pounds. Three and a half pounds. What are you, a supermodel? <laughs> In my I, own mind, yes. <laughs> I gained 0.2 pounds oh, overnight. Oh, shut up. I, you know, I'm not 6'8 Neanderthal caveman like you are. I can lose three and a half pounds driving home today. <laughs> TMI. And then I can drive. Ah, and then I can gain it back as soon as I get home. Shut your mouth. Complete Nutrition online at completenutrition.com. Check them out today. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, uh, at the protein coffee online right now, completenutrition.com. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. Where the product is rated, overwhelming five-star product by users. Overwhelming. Do it. Yeah. I will sample tomorrow on air, and we'll report yeah. back. Final segment of the show begins right now, 654-ROAR. Uh, Georgia Jeff up next on the Northland Communication. Phone lines, Jeff. Roy, how are you doing, sir? Very well. You watching these playoffs today, Jeff? Man, that game yesterday was intense, wasn't it? Good it was. Gracious. It was fun. I mean, I don't think there's anything better. I'm sorry. I, I know we love college football. I love college football as much as the next guy. I love the NCAA tournament, man. But when you start getting down to the conference finals and the finals, you're talking about intense action, especially since the two teams are – I mean, Golden State's clearly better, but – Yesterday, they, they seemed to be more on, on the same level for at least, you know, 40, 40 minutes of the game. And I, I don't know, man. I just – yesterday's game was just so intense. And I'm sure it's going to be like that when uh, Cleveland plays Boston. And it's going to be an intense series as well. Um, now, as far as yesterday goes, uh, with, with Kawhi going down, I haven't heard his status as – is he is he projected to play game two tomorrow? They don't the know. They don't know. There's been some speculation that Pop could sit him out in game two and he gets almost a week off to get ready for game three based off the fact that game one was yesterday. So we're, we're unsure of what's happening right now there. Now, is, are you – I mean, you can't worry for Golden State. they got just so much talent. I mean, hell, their bench would probably start for the 76ers, but the <laughs> – do you kind of feel that maybe Golden State, was it just rust yesterday? Do you expect mm-hmm. Golden State to come out and drill San Antonio game two? Or what? what's your feeling on, on that series right now? The psychological damage of blowing a 25-point second-half lead, I, even with Kawhi Leonard's injury, I, I think is difficult to overcome. And, yeah, I think Golden State was a little rusty given their dominance in the playoffs and they haven't lost and the fact that they had you know a week off pretty much. I think Russ had something to do with it. I I would be surprised if the Spurs win more than a game in this series, especially with the unknown health of Kawhi Leonard. I, what? Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, especially yeah. given what happened in game one. Psychologically, the damage has been done to the ageless wonder San Antonio Spurs. I don't know about I don't know about psychologically. I think anytime you have Pop on your team, I think he's going to get that. He's going to squash that argument and, and get get his team ready. I mean, I had to, I had to, uh, the, the Warriors winning in six. Um, I, I never expected – actually, I kind of did expect uh, San Antonio to come out and play well game one, but I never envisioned them getting a 20-point lead or having a 20-point lead going into the half. But now, one last question before I take it off air, Roy. 
you being the Golden State homer that you are, <laughs> you love you some Steph Curry, <laughs> Stephanie Curry. Oh. Uh, uh, but uh, now with Clay Thompson struggling like he is or has this, this entire postseason, presuming Cleveland comes out of the East, which I, I think they, they beat Boston or Washington within five games. I just don't think any one of those teams can compete with Cleveland. Does Cleveland or does does Golden State need Clay Thompson to beat Clay Thompson to beat Cleveland, or can they mm. just survive as is? And I'll take it off air. Well, that's a good question. My initial reaction is no, because of Kevin Durant. I mean, I, I, I you know, Curry single handedly kept Golden State in the game in the third quarter yesterday by scoring the nineteen points that he did. Kawhi Leonard also went out. That was a huge deal. Thompson has had his moments in the regular season, both good and bad. If you get that team clicking on all cylinders, I, I don't think Cleveland stands a chance. If Thompson is not, and he struggled at times in these playoffs, it gives Cleveland more of an ability, I think, to extend the series. But I, if the question is, does Golden State need Thompson to be who he has been in the past to win a championship th- this year? The answer is no, because of Kevin Durant. I mean, that's that's a beautiful part about this roster now. Is you got Curry, Thompson, Green, Durant. I mean, pick your poison. Any one of those players can go for fifty points any given night. I'm not buying into your and you shut your mouth to your your propaganda whatsoever there with the psychological damage. If anything, if I'm Golden State, I'm going. Shoo! Sure, I'm glad Kawhi hurt that ankle again, or otherwise we get blown out in Game One on our own home floor because. That game was over they beat, until Kawhi they Leonard beat Kawhi gets injured. Kawhi trailing by 22 in the regular season just a month and a half that's ago. That's a regular season, though. Okay. I mean, that's completely different. Okay. Okay. San Antonio was in such control of that game, and and the air just went out of that team when Leonard went out of the game. If I'm, if I'm Golden State, I'm going, God, man, we are so lucky that mm. Kawhi Leonard was injured and that we were able to roll Steve Kerr into the locker room at halftime. <laughs> And give us a halftime speech on his deathbed. Oh, I mean, my those God. are the two things that were you had to slip that change in there. the outcome. You of had the game. to slip that one in there. It was reminiscent of him rolling Paul Pierce out back in the day to <laughs> in the wheelchair, and then he runs out on the, the Willis court. Reed moment of these playoffs. <laughs> Steve Kerr giving the halftime speech back from the dead at Oracle Arena. Oh, I, I I liked it. That's actually pretty good. I, I can see Golden State's the favorite now that Kawhi Leonard's not healthy and uh since we've been on the air it said he will not play him he will not be available in game two. Oh, he's not he's out he's out he's for game out. two okay i didn't know that to, to popovich okay but uh you know if he's i mean that that changes this entire series because i'm not so sure san antonio doesn't make that a seven game series and maybe oh, even man. if they win yesterday Golden this is hasn't lost a single game in the playoffs you're talking about a seven game series right now that's where we are. They lost a single game. I can't remember the last time Golden State lost anything. Yeah, maybe the finals last this, year. <laughs> I'm almost to the point where that injury yesterday changed, eliminate. I mean, San Antonio might have won it all if they win that game yesterday. I don't even know who you are right now. You Popovich loving Kawhi Leonard freakazoid. Yes. <laughs> Yes. San Antonio wasn't beating Golden State with Kawhi Leonard. They would certainly be more competitive with him. I was surprised by the start of that game one yesterday. I don't think that was a precursor of the Spurs upsetting Golden State. I mean, Vegas had instilled, installed uh, Golden State. They were like minus, I don't know, 2,200 to win the series. 
I mean, it was incredible. I mean, they, they, they were a heavy favorite. I repeat, I'll, heavy favorite against your Greg Popovich team. All you got to do is punch Steph Curry in the mouth, and he folds. That's, well, that, that's I mean, what he did I, yesterday. I, I, I don't disagree. And, um, and then the other boxer sprains his ankle, and Steph comes back and has a, gr- a good fourth quarter. All right, I'm going to throw this one in your face, too, because you're throwing this in my face. Boston tonight, big. Boston tonight, minus the five points, super lock of the millennium, minus the five at home against Washington. Keep this in mind, people. Game seven, the home team wins about 80% of the time of the NBA. The home team in this series this year, 10-0. and So Boston's going to win. The question is, are they going to cover the five? The answer is yes, thanks to your boy John Wall jumping up on the scorer's table in game six after hitting a miraculous shot at the buzzer. Props to you. The Wizards slash Bullets are not ready for prime time. Boston all the way. Celtics cover the five by half. They win this one going away by double digits. Boston by 15 tonight. Oh, my gosh. Boston by 15. Washington Bullets win by two tonight. No, they don't. And they're still the Bullets. I'm... You gave in to political political correctness and changed your name to some stupid wizard. I mean, what in the world is that about? Washington Bullets from one of the worst franchises in NBA history mm-hmm. to making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't think that's going to happen. It wouldn't hurt my feelings to see it happen, but now that I've gone public with this pick, uh, it obviously would. So, so now I, I've given you a reason to watch tonight because you're rooting for your Washington Wizards. I'm watching. I, I, whether okay, it's Game Seven. I don't like either one of these teams really that much. You don't like Isaiah Thomas. You don't like Al Horford, Brad Stevens. I like the short guy, Avery yeah. Bradley. I mean, that's that's a fun team to to pull for right there. I want to see John Wall uh, make it to a, to the Eastern Conference. So 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 his team can get obliterated by by Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. And they, they lose four games to one probably there. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, good stuff today. I'll be watching tonight. Game seven tonight, 8 o'clock TNT, which means it uh, really doesn't start until about 8.20 when they give you those start times. There's always a lot of hoopla beforehand with the pregame stuff and, and all the things mm-hmm. that occur in the NBA playoffs. I'm going to be watching tonight. I can't wait to watch that little game. It's the best series that you've had so far in the playoffs. Um, just unfortunately, it's Boston and Washington. Nobody's watching, you know, right? Because people kind of forgotten about Boston, and nobody's ever watched Washington play basketball. I, I, I really, I forgot that they had a franchise there. I don't know if that was the Washington Wizards or the Cincinnati Wizards, or maybe the Pittsburgh Wizards. I, I didn't really know. To your point, I tend to agree. Tomorrow night, Game Two, Spurs Warriors. Guess what Vegas says about this game with Kawhi Leonard out? Guess how many points Golden State's favored by? You ready for this? Oh, they're favored by they're favored by fifteen tomorrow. Yeah, two touchdowns, fourteen point favorites tomorrow. San Antonio to win outright plus one thousand forty one. Boy, it, I mean, it, so if Leonard doesn't play, I guess you get the San Antonio team that we saw in the second half against Golden State yesterday. Then again, that same exact Spurs team destroyed Houston on the road to eliminate the Rockets in Game Six some five days ago. They they won going away by like thirty. I still don't know what James Harden was doing in that game. Very interesting to take a look at some of these numbers come playoff time. You just never know what to expect. Although tonight, I think we do know that Boston runs away. Runs away from Washington. You are the kiss of death. They're covering the spread by halftime, people. And they win by 15. You people know what to do with that. (laughs) You know what to do with that. Ah, For entertainment purposes uh, only.
by the way. Uh, working on a couple of interviews for tomorrow's little show. Just double checking that says 59 and not 58, and I believe that it does. Dude, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. get glasses. I'm going to get bifocals. This is what happens when you get in your 40s. Yeah. Uh, sight's one of the first things to go, apparently. Blonde is a bad, I am. I can barely hear as it stands now, and now I can't see. Uh, working on a couple of interviews for tomorrow's show. We'll talk some more college football. We will get you to that uh, ESPN way too early. Top questions for the way too early top 25 programs, which they update, it seems like, around the clock. Talk about that tomorrow. 